Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, JC, and Recalibrate is all about focusing on the tiny shifts that you can make in order to experience more joy and happiness in your own life. My goal is to showcase the full spectrum of what it means to be human, break down the image of perfectionism, and help you unlock your fullest, most authentic self. Each episode is designed to help you reflect and reconnect, leaving you feeling less alone in your human experience and inspired to make positive change to live a more fulfilling and purpose-driven life. On today's episode, I I have Madison on the podcast to talk about all things reframing the mind. We get into shifting out of the why me mindset, the duality of acceptance and controlling the mind, why we suffer the power of perspective, affirmations, and so much more. Madison is a yoga teacher, mindset, and spirituality coach. You might know her from the Madison Mindset podcast, which recently hit 100,000 downloads. She is helping so many people all over the world, and her podcast episodes have truly, truly helped me to shift my perspective. So it was such an honor to have her on today and share with you all for you to be inspired and comforted as well. Before we go into today's episode, if you could take a moment and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I appreciate you guys so, so much for listening. Now let's get into it. Welcome, Madison, to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to to be here to chat with you today. Yeah, we were just talking a bit offline, but I was telling Madison that I started my day off by listening to her affirmations. So it's so funny that I'm ending my day today chatting with you. I'm super excited to have you on. Do you want to give a little brief intro for everyone listening? Yeah, for sure. I'm 25 currently, working in the yoga mindset scene for about five years now. I grew up in a rural town in Australia, had an amazing childhood growing up on the farm and in the country. And when I left school, I went into childcare, learning all about that and working with kids, which was fun. Wasn't for me permanently, mainly because I think the system's a little bit broken and no one seems to care. But yeah, so I left that, became a yoga teacher and started moving from there. Started working in coaching and would have been 2018, 2017, something like that. Started to get into mindset work and just consumed all of these books and you know podcasts and just listening and reading, trying to learn more about the mind and yeah, just going, what what can I do to be happy? Because I was quite an anxious person and anyone who knows me will say, yes, she's quite an anxious person, always worrying about something. So I think I'm quite grateful for that anxiety because I know that without it, it wouldn't have led me to coaching or to understanding what people are going through. Yeah. I also found yoga and a lot of the mindset things through my own dirty with anxiety. I was talking to a friend this morning and we were talking about my history with anxiety or mental health struggles. And he was like, I mean, you coach people on this stuff now. Like you talk about it on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, where do you think that comes from? It comes from we have had our own personal journeys with it and struggles with it. And it's so beneficial to come to it from that place because then you can really empathize with people that are going through the same things. Like you can really understand how they're feeling because you've been through it and you've learned and you can be that expander for other people. Yeah, with dealing with their mind and trying to beat the mind with the mind. In a sense, it's very hard to bring yourself down from anxiety or depression or anything else when you're kind of using your mind to to control the mind. It's a hard thing to understand and studying it has changed everything for me. And I started the podcast because I knew there were other people out there who needed what I was learning. So I thought if I can just grab everything that I'm learning and everything that's helping me and just put it all together in one place and hopefully people can find that and go, okay, what do I need? What of this information can I absorb that's going to help me in my situation? And I'm very blessed to have people actually finding it useful. So 
it's great. It's a beautiful journey. I'm still very much in the middle of learning everything and I'm just kind of sharing as I go along. I think we'll always truly be in the middle of it. I don't think there's ever going to be like an end that we're we're going towards. Yeah. I moved away for a little bit when I was in childcare, but I ended up moving back to my hometown, which is a huge blessing because I get to teach here, teaching yoga full time and that kind of thing. But of course, the mindset work comes in with every yoga class because they're just so close to each other. They come together. Yoga is known as a mind science. So everything you learn in yoga can just be translated into coaching. So they're great worlds to have forming together. I think it's a really beautiful thing to be able to work with them both. But yeah. I love how you said beating the mind with the mind because it's hard to conceptualize, right? It all comes from your perspective and your head and your thoughts. And it feels like you're just fighting against yourself sometimes, all the time. It's a really hard shift. So I know you talked about learning along the way and anxiety. What do you think was the catalyst for you to be like, okay, this is enough. I really need to find something that will help me. Oh, that's such an interesting question. Pinpoint it. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts on the mind, mm. just looking for your own, how can I solve my stuff? I've got stuff, I need to solve it. <laughs> so I often mention The Mindset Mentor, which mm. is a podcast by Rob Dial. And I always recommend that to people because I'm like, this is such a powerful podcast. And that's where I first heard of mindset coaching. I was like, that's a thing? What? Because obviously <laughs> you're not taught this kind of cool stuff in school. You're not given like, oh, you could you could coach people to deal with life if you want. That's not given to you as an option in school. Right. So that's where I was kind of introduced to the idea. And I think that kind of planted a seed. And I was like, wait, what? Aren't you supposed to just shut up and keep going? Everyone says life sucks. Life sucks. Even adults, they tell you when you're a kid, like enjoy being young now when you're an adult, it's just horrible. You kind of get this negative idea of it's hard to live. It's hard to be alive. So you just suck it up and you deal with it. You find a job that hopefully is the best for you, even if it's not great or you don't love it. It's too bad. Just find one that's least horrible and just (laughs) roll with that. Um, So I guess I was trying to do that. I was like, well, everyone else is doing it. I need money. You've got to work. Got to do something. I just have to keep going. Everyone tells you you got to go to uni and you got to get a job. So I started uni thinking this is, I chose a degree based on the least horrible thing (laughs) on that list. I didn't really say anything that I was like, yay, I can't wait to learn. It wasn't like that. I remember just going, oh, well, which is the best one on here? What's the best one? There wasn't a perfect fit. So I jumped into it and as quickly as I managed to jump into it, I jumped out of it just as fast. I went, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing that. This is the way we're training people to behave in a certain way and to believe certain things. It's so unhealthy. And every degree has that in a sense. We're trained to believe that what they're teaching you is true so that you can act in that way. And what they do is take away your ability to question, like, this isn't right. Something is wrong here. And I was doing primary school teaching, but I've also heard of friends going into medicine and they're being force fed this information saying, this is true, this is true, this is true. And they're being fed that for years. So by the time they get out, it's very hard for them to expand their mind around other things because truth is so like everything you say to some level is somebody's perspective. And if it's a perspective, then it's automatically probably not true, not accurate. Uh So this might be the medical perspective or the teaching perspective, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best way. We now have so much evidence to show that the way we train kids and teach kids is wrong on so many levels for their health, mentally, physically, in so many ways. And yet very little is being done about it. Like there's things happening. Australia is actually quite behind in the things Mm -hmm. that are happening. I believe in Europe, they're probably the furthest ahead in making changes in school. 
But yeah, and it just drove me nuts. I used to sit there listening and going and just looking around at the hundreds of people that were there to learn the same thing that I was learning. We're all going to compete for the exact same job. And I was like, this just isn't the go. What they're teaching us is garbage. What we're doing here, we're all sitting here competing with each other for the best grade, for the best job. Some of us may walk away with no job. And they even brought this thing in in Australia anyway, that when you finish a primary school degree, you go for an interview with the people who are like the bosses of the primary school degrees, right? And if they don't like your personality, you don't get the degree. So you can do four years of training, get A's all the way through, and they literally get to decide, we don't like you. And the people they were throwing away, they were creative, they were fun, they were healthy, they wanted to teach kids about music, or they had different views on how kids could be educated. And if it didn't line up with their perspective, then they were thrown out. And the teachers they're keeping, they're rule followers. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to be a rule follower, but rules in a sense are made to be broken. Some of them. And sometimes we have to question, is this the right way? Because Uh, if we ask that question, you might run into no, because now we have evidence that this might be better. And industries take a long time to roll on to changes, way longer than they should. So I think for me... There was a time, and I don't know if I can pinpoint it. I think it was an awakening over a little while. It might have been a couple of years. I don't know if there was a spark for me. I remember leaving school, hating life, going, this can't be it. That might have been the beginning. And then it was like a period of two years of just slowly going, wait, this can't be right. This can't, what are we doing? And I was just so frustrated. And I was like, this can't be the way. And spirituality and yoga and all of these things It saved me from that. It helped me make peace with the way things are. And it also taught me it's okay to make a change or to be the change, to go, okay, I'm going to tell everyone about it until it's different. And for me, a podcast is a great way to do that because you're just going to get on the podcast and you're going to (laughs) say this, here's this evidence. And all you've got to do is take little pokes at a system, little pokes. And everyone in this world is an expert on something. Everyone's got some kind of information that could help the world. So I truly believe if everyone was just so confident in themselves and we're all peaceful, but if we're going to make change, this is the way we're going to do it. And if we all just did that and walked in a direction that was filled with love with each step and the closest to truth that we can get, the world would be a better place. So for me, I was just frustrated, so angry that no one was listening. No one seemed to understand that things could be done a better way. And it really concerns me. Like you can look at today's teenagers or young adults and see that the school system is so broken. We've got people who are riddled with self-doubt, who are looking at social media as reality and trying to create a life that looks pretty, not necessarily feels good. We've got body dysmorphia. We've got shame and hate. And just so we're breeding that into people. And it really does start with childhood. Everything that's happened for me It comes out of frustration that I then channel into passion and go, okay, well, there's no point getting mad at it. You want to make a change. You got to do something about it. And that's how the podcast was born. So I could start to feed into people's heads. You are good enough. Don't listen to a thing that you hear anywhere else. It's all wrong. And the more we do that, the more people are going to go, oh, and we'll start to be able to live in a healthy way. But the way we're going, it's not sustainable. It's not healthy. And there has to be a change. And I just think we've all got to play our part in that. Definitely. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. I 100% agree with you. The school system is something I've always had a problem with because it just teaches people to fit into this little box and regurgitate information for a test. And if you can't do that, you're not smart. And even if you can do that and you you graduate and then the real world isn't just regurgitating information that you hear. So now what? Now you have a loss of identity and you're like, who am I? How do I exist in this world? What do I do? Now all of these beliefs that I've had that people just told me now I'm on my own and, and either that feeds into the corporate setting or whatnot. It's just so crazy. I remember you saying in one of your podcast episodes that like you had written a paper when you were studying to be a teacher. You wrote this beautiful paper of all the reasons why you wanted to be a teacher. And you were like, oh, this is such an easy assignment. I want to be a teacher to inspire and all of these like really creative ways that you could integrate into the classroom because everyone learns so differently and everyone is just like such a unique human being. And then your professor gave you an F or something because they were like, no, you didn't just copy and paste the textbook into this paper. Which is just a perfect example of everything that you're talking about. Yeah, that was one of the moments for sure. It's one that comes up in my head. How can you tell me that my passion or my inspiration, when I've backed it up with evidence, or when you're in uni or college or whatever you call it, you have to find evidence to support what you're saying. And I found evidence, real papers from real scientists and studies that have all been backed up and they're, they're legit papers of information that's yeah. coming out, right? But that wasn't good enough. The fact that I could prove that music makes learning easier, the fact that I could prove that everyone has a different learning style and that schooling needs to be updated, that didn't matter. Yeah. But I'm glad it happened because I don't know if I would have run from the degree at that point. That was definitely the moment where I went, huh, I can yeah. see what's going to happen here and it's not going to go well. So let's just end this now because we're going to get into this is not going to work. For sure. I know you said you were an anxious person. Like, were you anxious at all to kind of take that jump, totally shifting and saying like, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to be a mindset coach and I'm going to go all in on the, the things that I'm passionate about. A hundred percent. I know this is what I have to do. This has taken me a while to mm. say I believe it. And there's probably still parts of me that are fighting with that. And I'd say all of them are related to my ego, but there 100%. are definitely parts of myself that truly trust in where we are. And most of us will spend our entire lives being sad about being born in the wrong era or born in the wrong <laughs> place or born with the wrong parents or everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. I can't believe my life is how it is. I should be over there. This isn't fair. We all battle with our life. I used to be the same. Eventually, this idea kept coming up in many spiritual books, in many teachings from a variety of different teachers and healers that wherever you are is where you are meant to be. And I always heard that quote and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes people feel better about their crap life. <laughs> Don't worry. It's probably all happening for a reason. But until you really sink into like, okay, what would be logical? You're a human being. Part of you is earth created. Part of you is made out of something from the universal consciousness, right? It's a very intentional creation. Two people happen to come together to create your body the way that it is, which is very unlikely that those two people met and that you were born in the way that you were, it's unlikely. Mm. When you think of how unlikely your birth is, it makes it really special. And then the fact that your particular soul dropped into your body at the exact moment that your body was being created unlikely, it's like, okay, that's a really intentional creation. That This must have been written in the stars because it's so unlikely that this happened and I am the way that I am and I look the way that I do and my body is the way that it is. It's very unlikely that this is something that's even possible. But because we see so many human beings, we think it's like, oh, just normal. But it's not. There could be gazillions of human beings on the planet, but there's not. When you think of how many 
how many drops of consciousness or how many souls could potentially incarnate on earth? Way more than 7 billion. I think there's a number that we can't even, I can't even say. I won't even attempt to say how big the number is of the amount of souls that could drop into a human body. Because there's something like there are more galaxies than there are grains of sand on our planet. So how can you yeah. say that, oh, there's 7 billion people on the planet, like they're everywhere. It's so easy to make a hit. No, when you think about that, how big is the universe? 7 billion is actually a very small number a very intimate number. So if you happen to be here right now, if you're listening to this, if you woke up today, then you are living a dream life that is so unlikely that it ever got to exist. Congratulations. So when you look at that and you're like, wow, my existence is really unlikely. This many people die in their sleep. Wow, I'm still here. Oh my God. Yeah, he starts to bring in gratitude. Yeah. And when you acknowledge that and you go, okay, that's truth. We, can, we know that. These are facts. Then where you are in your life right now, do you really think it's not intentional? Why would the universe pick 7 billion souls to incarnate on the planet, to do something, to up-level humanity, to up-level the universe itself? Something big that we can't understand with the human mind. We shouldn't spend too much time thinking about why are we all incarnating on this earth because you won't know. Yeah. It's not something you get to know. All we know is we have desires and urges and passions to do something. Just follow the call. You don't know why. Just follow the call because something else wants you to follow it and that's why you desire it. I often say to clients, what's your dream? And they'll say something, something about whatever, very specific. I have a client right now that wants to be an actress. I have a client that wants to be making essential oils and selling them to people. I've heard all beautiful different desires and dreams. But if you said to me, hey, do you want to be, do you want to be making essential oils and selling them to people? I'd vomit at that. No. Do you want to be a professional swimmer? No. Your desires are so intimately linked to you. We think, oh man, I'll never be able to do this. Why do you desire it? Why do you dream of it? There's an infinite number of dreams on this planet. Why don't you just change your dream? Mm. No, you can't. You don't choose your dream. No one wakes up and goes, I officially dream of being a basketball player. Mm. I've forced myself to have dreams, but it's usually out of jealousy. You see someone else living a life and you assume that that's going to be the best life and you try and embody it. But it's usually a fleeting fling you have with that dream you yeah. think about it for a little while and it goes away but there's always one or two desires that seem to keep circling back around to you like why do I want this this is impossible how do I do it don't you think it's put there intentionally like if there are infinite number of souls there are infinite number of dreams and desires that all have their own purpose why did you wake up dreaming of this thing that you can't get rid of it's programmed into you you have no choice. You yeah. have the desire. You can't get rid of it. You can't push it away. So when people are like, oh, I won't be able to live my desires, like your desire was planted there for you. It's yours. It wants you. If it didn't, you'd be able to push it away and move on. But you can't because here we are five years later still talking about this dream. So stop acting like, oh, my dream's not, not mine and start to just choose. Wait, my desire wants me. Because if I could choose a dream, I'd choose something way easier. So wherever you are, whatever desire you have, whatever's happened to you, it's all intentional. It's a logical thought. It's intentional. It has to be. Everything in this world is planned. You only have to look at nature to see how intentional everything is. None of it is an accident. Huh. And we look out and we see an abundance of nature and we think, oh, nature's just everywhere. Is it? It's so purposeful, including your life. So whatever's happening to you or wherever you've ended up, you're meant to be there. Don't spend too much time going, oh my God, like, oh, this happened to me. Oh, this is not fair. I wish it. Stop. Because wherever you are, it's guided. You've been led there. So wherever you are right now is where you're meant to be and is the best place for you in your current area of growth, wherever I need to go. So when I started coaching, when, as you say, just jumped in and took a shot in a sense, I lost my job. When COVID went down, yeah. got fired, right? There were two of us working under this one job. One of us had to go. It was me. They fired me. 
could have been devastating. I had to move back home. When I got here, it, I had a moment of like, oh man, like I moved away. I was having fun. I was living at the beach, had a cool job and they fire me. Typical. Why is that happening to me? Sounds like the worst thing ever, right? Getting fired. No one wants to be fired. And when I arrived, I just went, right, I'm just going to do my yoga training. I've got all the time in the world. I might as well do my yoga training. So I did it. And I happened to be in a situation where I've lived with my mother. She's a Pilates instructor and a movement neurologist and all these really cool things. So this is how I ended up knowing so much about movement without being in the industry. And when I moved back here, she was like, well, you're a yoga teacher now. Why don't you come and teach in the studio that she runs? And I went, oh, well, there's no other jobs right now. You can't get a job anywhere. Not not during all the first lockdowns, right? We went okay, better than nothing. And over the years since the first COVID lockdown, we ended up I ended up opening a section of her yoga studio and turned it into a yoga studio in a sense. So now we've got two studios and I'm managing one of them. But if it weren't for her, everyone knows if you're a yoga teacher, you don't get to work full time in yoga. That's impossible. It's very hard, very challenging to be in a studio. And now I'm in a situation where I don't have any other yoga teachers that can cover me. It's me or no one. So yeah. it's, I could also, I could whinge now and say, wow, how did I get stuck here? Now I've got a yoga studio. If I'm not teaching, no one's teaching. I'm trapped. I could go on that level. And if I let myself, I probably could. But the way I choose to look at it is I literally talk to myself, right? I go, Maddie, you've been put in a position where you lost a job that you were good at, thrown back home onto your cultural land that you're supposed to be on and you keep denying. You're able to run a studio be trained and work full-time in yoga, which is unheard of. Do you not think that's meant for you? Do you not think that that is exactly where you're supposed to be? You're supposed to be helping people here. You're supposed to be teaching yoga full-time. If you weren't, you wouldn't be. From the time I was born with my specific parents that happened to be working in the exact same industries that I would want to be getting into when I'm older. Even my father, he's Aboriginal blood and Australian Aboriginals, they actually had a big role to play in the beginning of sound healing. Thousands of years ago, they were playing didgeridoos and using it to tell stories and to heal. So then he's been an amazing help on Indigenous instruments and where it all started and how they did it. So when you look at it, it's like, okay, how intentional is that? Uh, so that's how I just went, okay, I mean, here I am. And on top of all of that, I got a side of anxiety that I had to deal with. And that's exactly how mindset coaching filtered in. Because if I didn't go into mindset coaching, I would be really struggling. I'd have a lot of trouble. I needed help. And it's only a blessing to be able to help people with similar stories than you. So when you're like, oh, how, did you, how do you trust and how do you just go for it? I just say to people, where you are is where you're meant to be. Look at the situation. Look at it. What are you doing? Where are you at? What are you starting with? What are your desires? Because whatever you're getting from that is exactly what you need. And we just have to be able to go, okay, this is me. This is it. Like I'm working in a studio where there's no one to cover me. If I'm sick, too bad. Yeah. You've either got to go to work or you've got to close it. There's no one to cover you. And that sucks. But I know that won't be the situation forever. I know I'm there because I need the experience. I need to be teaching. I am playing that role and I need to be there. And yeah. then you stop questioning. You go, okay, because you don't have all the answers and you never will. So you just accept. Yeah, your perspective on it and figuring out how to balance the duality, right, of acceptance where you're at and using that to kind of stop the overthinking, but also reframing your perspective on, okay, I don't need to question the why all of the time. Like maybe I just need to kind of go in and where I'm at and know that I'm in this position for a reason. Like obviously, even when you go through hard things and struggles, you're not like, oh yeah, this is happening for a reason. You kind of laugh at that. 
And so, yeah, people just say that to make it easier for you or to try to give you some sense of comfort. But truly, like, if I could go back and have to put myself through, like, all of the anxiety that I went through growing up and say, like, oh, would I choose to go through that again? I would say yes, because it it led me to where I am right now. But during it, I would be like, hell no, I hate this. This is the worst feeling ever. I would never want to experience this. I would never want to wish this on my worst enemy. But you can't see when you're in the thick of it what you're going through is going to provide you the foundation to experience life in exactly how you were meant to experience it, like you were saying. Yeah. Like you can liken that to relationships, right? I think romantic relationships are like the most obvious versions of this. But if you had a partner you're very in love with and for some reason something horrible happened and you broke up and it was devastating. Horrible. We all know what it's like to be brokenhearted or to be cheated on or to have something that you thought was the thing be suddenly stopped. It's just horrible. We've all got those experiences. Some of us have one, some of us have more than one of these heartbreaks. But eventually you meet the next person and you go, thank God the last one ended. And then maybe that new one ends as well. And you're like, why'd this happen? And then you meet the next one and you go, thank God that that last ended. (laughs) So yeah, when you're going through a breakup, you're like, oh man, why did they have to do that? Why did we have to break up? But when you look back, once you've traveled forward, right, you realize why it didn't work. And you would, as you said, go back and do it all again. I certainly would. Like I've had beautiful relationships and all of these people who I have had a relationship with and ended, it doesn't scare me to hear their name. It doesn't scare me to see them in the street because for me, that person was important for me and my growth at that chapter in my life. That's just one part of my chapter. And they're not a horrible person. They're not. They're human. They're a soul. We had a soul contract. We had some time together. We learned something from it. And now we're moving forward with that lesson. So it's a beautiful thing to go, wow, all of these people were so intentional. And honestly, with the partner I am with now, I look back and I'm like, I can see exactly why everything happened the way it did. And I'm so glad that it did because this is, this is it. But I didn't know that then. And you don't get to know. That's the thing. We all want to future predict, don't we? I want to go, why? And like, where's my perfect person? You don't get to know. And you don't want to know. You don't. This is universal information. It's none of your business. What's <laughs> going to happen in your lifetime? It's none of your business. You, you stay present and you do your best with what's given to you. And you trust that there is a purpose, that there is a direction. And even if you don't understand it in this moment, the best thing you can do is stop trying to take the universe's wheel. It's like backseat driving. Like the universe is like, come on, we're going this way. And you're like, no. And you're like trying to be like, I'm driving. No. Even if you manage to take control of the wheel, which we all have, and you steer your life in a certain direction, even then it turns out that your mistake was something the universe wanted you to make and you learned something from it. So even when you think you're in control, you're not. Yeah. So all we can do is just sit back and go, okay, this is meant to be. Today is meant to be. Yeah, it's so true, but it is so hard to do, especially when you're in a place that's Mm -hmm. feeling really uncomfortable. It's easy to be present, right, when everything feels good, but it's so hard to be present and sit with what is when what is feels like it sucks at that moment. (laughs) And I'm sure like you've experienced it, I've experienced and you work with a lot of clients that are in that transition or are in that middle period. And I love how you called it future predicting. We try to gather some sense of control because our ego wants control and we want to have some sense of control. How do you coach people through sitting and trusting in that discomfort of just being truly with what is? 
Oh, well, the first thing I do with people, and it doesn't matter what they come to me with, our first session or second session, doesn't really matter how many sessions it takes. It's straight away into meditation. I mean, meditation has been used for literally thousands of years across multiple different philosophies and cultures to help train the mind. And it's been very proven now that meditation helps limit thought activity. It gives you more control. Some things in life we just have to deal with. At some point in our lives, we're going to be injured, sick, going through pain, suffering emotionally or physically. We lose people, right? We have to deal with some kind of horrible thing, whether it's sitting in the dentist chair or going through some kind of injury or you're in hospital. Stuff happens. Life happens. Okay, Guaranteed, something will happen to you. Something happens to all of us and it's okay. It doesn't have to be scary. It's just part of life. It happens to everyone. Just as if you walk down the street today, you might sprain your ankle. You might fall over. You might, mm. or maybe not. Someone is definitely going to walk down the street today and trip over, 100%. In fact, there's probably a heap of people tripping <laughs> over in the street right now. Yeah, They're all suffering in some way. So if we know that suffering is guaranteed and that life is just simply breakdowns and breakthroughs, breakdowns and breakthroughs, you're never going to feel awesome 100% of the time. We know this to be true. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Suffering is what pushes us forward. Sometimes we need suffering, right? Women give birth. Is that not suffering? But yeah. we do it anyway because it leads somewhere. Everything leads to something, whether it's a health issue or something, there's love on the other side. And even at the end of our lives, we, where do we all end up? The body goes back to the earth. The soul goes back to the sky. It's, it's something we all have to face. And I think it's important to think about it and go, okay, well, we all get out of here somehow. We all have a different ticket, but it's all the same. We all end up the same way. So when you realize that, it's sometimes depressing. And you're like, damn, but no matter what I do with my life, I have to leave it all behind. What's the point? The only thing you can do is enjoy this moment and live while you're here with complete gratitude. So we can spend our time whinging about the past, that things aren't fair, I wish it was like this. We can spend our time worrying about the future, right? Anxiety is linked to future thinking. You're scared yeah. about something that's going to happen or not going to happen in the future. If you're feeling guilty or jealous, like jealousy, envy, or any of those things, or depression, you're stuck in the past. These emotions are linked with past thinking and future thinking. Worry, stress, anxiety, anticipation, excitement, these emotions are all future linked. If you were thinking about the future, you will feel one of those things. If you're feeling depressed, right, frustrated, angry, sad, all of these kind of things, they're past thoughts. So you can immediately remove those emotions and especially all of them hitting at once by being present okay things happen to us we all have trauma okay and a lot of people are stuck reliving their trauma it's a memory it doesn't have to be your truth right now it doesn't have to be your story or who you are okay you think of your trauma it's a memory it gives you a lesson it pushes you on a path right it encourages you down a certain way a lot of people are helping people right now because they've gone through it themselves like you said yourself like you had all yeah. that anxiety You'd easily go through it again because now you're helping people who have anxiety. If you never went through that, you probably wouldn't be doing what you're doing. And same with me. And probably most people listening, anyone on the planet can say, yeah, if I didn't go through this suffering, then I wouldn't have learned this or I wouldn't be working in this industry or I wouldn't be passionate about this or I wouldn't be parenting the way that I am. You just, you don't know. So it all leads somewhere. It's all purposeful. So what we need to do is let it be a memory, acknowledge it and not worry too much about what's coming. What's coming will come whether you interfere or not. So the only thing we can do is be present. So what I teach people in the beginning is how to meditate. You have to be able to be present and you have to have control of your mind. Otherwise, you will suffer 
through your own doing. Suffering is inevitable. We're all going to feel pain. We're all going to feel all kinds of pain, emotional, physical, mental. It's coming. And probably some has already gone and come and gone. When you get there, are you prepared for it? Are you prepared for a shit day? Are you prepared for losing someone you love? You know, it doesn't mean you just sit down and go, okay, one day I'm going to lose you all and I'm very prepared for it. (laughs) So I'm going to step back and I'm going to remove my emotions altogether. So it doesn't, it's not that. It's being able to feel what you're feeling, acknowledge it, be with it without pushing it away, without making it a big deal. Okay, I've lost someone I love. I'm sad, obviously. Be with that sadness. Let it be there. But also remember, there's so much love. We have to come back to love. I choose love. And something that Ram Das always said, he's one of the amazing spiritual teachers, that if you feel angry or sad or any of these emotions, notice it and then go, I choose love. So instead of being sad that I lost someone, I'm never going to see them again, what am I going to do? You know, what are, which is very selfish, right? What am I going to do without you? Instead, just go, I choose love. And you can be sad, but you're sitting in love. And think, I'm so grateful that this person was in my life at all because it's incredibly unlikely that we got to be on the planet at the same time. I choose love. And you can literally train yourself to sit with pain and be in a state of love. And that is freedom. That is spiritual liberation or enlightenment, which is the point. We often lose the point of spiritual work, of spiritual practices. What's the point? It's actually leads to liberation, to bliss, to peace. That's what we're all working towards. That's what we all crave, even though we don't know it. So instead of making it overcomplicated or, oh, I need to do like, three different journaling prompts a day and I need to do my oracle (laughs) card pulls and I need to do my this and my that. It's not about any of that. It's all leading you to liberation. And that is the only freedom from the mind. You can have the worst life circumstances, but if you are in control of your mind and you can live in a state of peace and love, it doesn't matter what the outside looks like because you'll only be reflecting the inside, which is love. So it takes a lot to learn, but that's why as soon as I sit down with people, they want to learn all the things. What affirmation do I need? What do I, do I need to do EFT tapping? What do I need to do? I go, okay, we'll do all of that. All of those are great tools. Totally. Love it. You know how I feel about affirmations. I love them. Yeah. But are you meditating? Do you understand what we're trying to do here? If you're stuck in your own mind, if you're stuck in your own suffering, then chances are you're not in a state of bliss or peace because if you were, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So let's get into meditation. Let's do it. So that's the main thing. But understanding, doing self-study, which is what they call it in yoga learning who you really are, which is all this conversation has been about. Who are we? Where do we come from? What's the point? This is it. There is no point. Not really. Yeah. We can't understand the point. You'll never know the point unless you can dive into the universe and have a good old conversation with whoever it is up there. You know, <laughs> the oneness. At the end of the day, we are a, a bunch of souls that used to be one. And when you're put into a body, you're separated. And the pain of that separation is what we struggle with every day. So if you can come back into your oneness with the present moment and with everyone around you, then peace is inevitable. And we're only here to be challenged. So number one, if you're not meditating, you're ever listening to this, meditate. Please, please, oh, please, we do meditation. And then just learn. Find spiritual teachers that you like. Find podcasts that you like, like yours, right? And listen to people. Learn about the mind. Learn about yourself. The more you learn about the self and your ego and all of these things, the more equipped you are to handle life. If you're stuck in suffering, then you're the only one who can pull yourself out of that. And what's funny is the universe is like a really good parent, right? Not really going to help you with things, you know? I'll just keep throwing you this lesson until you figure it out. You know, how long are you going to roll around on the floor for? How long are you going to cry in a corner for? The universe will just watch, okay? No one's coming to help you. It's you. We're waiting until you go, oh, I can help myself. That's it. And until you acknowledge that, oh, I'm the one I've been looking for. I'm the one that's going to save me because I can, because I'm powerful, because I'm part of the whole which makes me enough, then 
you'll stay on the floor. So it's up to us. And we hate that because it's everyone else's <laughs> fault, isn't it? It's everyone else's fault. Everyone has to come and help me. Everyone has to help themselves. So it's not fun. Not a fun truth, but yet it is the truth. Yeah, I'm so inspired by that. I completely agree. Meditation is such a powerful tool because we are never going to be able to predict everything, to control everything, to keep our paths free of every suffering. No matter what you do in life, like you said, there is always going to be suffering. And literally the one and only thing you have control over is yourself and your own mind. I think meditation is so foundational to that because it helps you learn about your mind. It helps you come into that present moment and get away from the past and future thinking that causes so much suffering. You can't expect for the challenges to never come, right? That's so unrealistic. There's always going to be challenge in your life, but it's about shifting your perspective and changing the way that you're looking at things. One of my favorite podcast episodes that you did was how your perspective Perspective is influencing your experience. And you gave the example of a rainy day and how it's not about the rain, right? Like some people love the rain. I have a friend that is obsessed with the rain. Every time it rains, she's like, this is magical. I love the rain so much. I want to walk around in the rain. And then there's people that I know that are like, oh my God, it's raining. That's so inconvenient. I can't get anywhere. And it has nothing to do with the rain, right? We just perceive it in two different ways. And so interesting. That's an easy example, but it's not the thing. It's how you react to the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Everything's just 100% a little bit of a test. How are you going to react to this today? How are you going to deal with this today? I'm sure the first time you had to kind of experience that and be like, okay, I, I sit with the suffering and I choose love, right? Probably felt so forced. I can't imagine that you were like, yep, 100%. I believe it. I choose love. You just had to keep affirming to yourself and sitting with it and trusting it. How do you get people to stick with it and to believe, okay, I just have to keep choosing this over and over again? This is exactly where affirmations come in. Yeah. Okay. Because this is a hard decision to make. As you just said, it's not easy. And something that helped me immensely, and it's why I'm always throwing it at people, is music. I did a whole episode on how music will affect your mood and your mind and your decisions. A lot of action comes with it. And my, the main playlist that I listen to is called Goddess Activation on Spotify. And I'm always telling people, like, go and follow this and just listen to it. Just have it on. Because as you make these decisions to be your higher self or to embody a certain belief that everything's happening as it's meant to and it's okay, you're going to run into old blocks. You're going to run into your old ways of thinking. You're going to run into old habits. You're going to run into your mind and your ego. And it's very hard to make decisions around that. But if you have music or affirmations playing that support the way you're trying to live or the beliefs you're trying to believe, you will program them into you very, very quickly. So all of my affirmation episodes that I do, they are there to have playing in the background. So as you go about your day going, okay, I want to be peaceful today. I want to be peaceful today. If you have the affirmations playing that are all, I am peace. I embody peace. The world is peaceful. I see others as peaceful. Then you're going to walk around seeing peace. If you have them playing all day, you're literally building a new habit and a new belief into you. So every day I'll decide oh, what affirmations do I need today? And I'll play a certain episode or something that I've recorded or something that's it's okay. I'm going to have this playing. I'm going to have this on because you can sit down for your meditation. You can do your journaling. You can decide how you want to act and have that moment with yourself. But how are you supporting yourself to actually act that way? And as you said, it's not, not easy. It's definitely not easy. But the thing that helped me was affirmations and music. 
And the music mm. in that playlist, it's just all high vibe. I've got this. Don't mess with me. I'm on it. Life is awesome. It's these kind of frequencies. I love life. Life is great. I'm happy. I'm healthy. Let's go. You know, and over time, it starts to become you. And suddenly you're just acting that way. Your whole day is affirmation. This is positive. But unfortunately, most of us are listening to music that's quite down in the dumps, should we say? You know, breakup songs and, oh my God, my life, why me? If you listen to music like that, I know a lot of artists are really beautiful. There's some beautiful songs, I know. But I've even done experiments with myself and gone, okay, I'm going to listen to this particular playlist. And you feel yuck afterwards, 100%. It brings down your vibration. It brings down your frequency and it keeps you dull. And you can see it in people. You can see that they're walking around living this negative, everybody <laughs> hates me, everyone leaves me, I'm not good enough. And we're programming that into ourselves. So if you're listening and you're an artist that makes breakup songs, don't worry. <laughs> it's all right. We make what we make. You know, I have an amazing brother who makes love songs. It's always very upbeat about I'm in love, which is yeah. beautiful. There's some beautiful music out there. It's not that you can't appreciate the value of music and a certain musician. Like, of course, they're artists. However, you don't want to have breakup songs on replay. You don't want to have I'm not good enough songs on replay because it's going to become your reality. So when you listen to a song or you hear affirmations, ask yourself, would I want this to be my reality? That's what affirmations are. And this has all been proven. The more you repeat an affirmation, the more true it becomes. So if I start to repeat every day, I'm listening to this breakup song, everybody leaves me, I'm never good enough, nobody understands me, eventually that will become my reality. And all of a sudden I find I'm always alone and no one likes me and I'm always in fights with my partner. Like, what's going on? You're programming it. Yeah. So I make a point every day. This playlist, I could sing it in my sleep. I can play it in my head. It is that, you know how you got songs sometimes that just play in your mind and you're like, why? Like an earworm. I've got those in my head all the time. They're always there. And it's fantastic because I know that my brain is circling this positive, yes, we can. Life is awesome. Yes, we can. Life is awesome. Yes, we can. I am healthy. And that's exactly what we want to program. If you're going to program something, why wouldn't it be that? So the answer to it is basically make sure your environment supports what you're trying to believe. Don't sit down and go, today will be a great day and then listen to some rap song about how shit life is. It's completely contradicting what you're trying to do. So find music that inspires you, find affirmations that inspire you, whether it's on a podcast or songs, there's so many places you can get affirmations now. Find ones that really resonate with you and have them on repeat, constant, until your Spotify or your algorithm starts sending <laughs> out positive, everything on my phone, like it all just spits out positive stuff. The algorithm works both ways. It can spit constant negativity at you or it can spit constant positivity at you. And you choose, you choose ultimately, but know that whatever you're doing, whatever you're saying, your brain is listening. What you consume is so, so powerful. And your default is negative. I think part of us just wants to perpetuate the sadness and perpetuate the stuckness that we're in. Everyone has this like, why me? Negative mindset, victim, life happens to me, stuck in your sadness, stuck in your trauma. The default is just like easy to keep going down the same pathways of these bad things happen to me. But choosing to really reframe that and it truly is so powerful to say, no, I'm going to choose a different path. I'm going to choose different thoughts. I know I was in a rut myself thinking those thoughts recently, even though like this is something I truly believe in. And that's literally how I found you. I was like, we're changing this. We need to do something different. Every morning I'm going to listen to affirmations. I didn't listen to affirmations six months ago. I was like, this is something that I need to integrate because I'm just like perpetuating my own sadness and perpetuating my own anxiety. I literally typed into Spotify morning affirmations and then your episode came up. 
welcome the day with love and gratitude. And I'm like, perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to this. And it's so easy to integrate. As soon as I get up in the morning, I start playing it. I make my bed. I go about my morning. I make breakfast and it's playing in the background. And sometimes I don't even realize it. And then you start to kind of pick up on those things later in the day. I have a little thought. I'm like, oh, where did this come from? But it comes from the affirmations. And the more that you do it, the more powerful it is. And that's why I love your podcast. You cover these extremely expansive topics, but you also give very realistic, tangible ways that people can actually integrate them into their own lives. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. It's beautiful. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I think with affirmations, you know, they don't work if you do it once. Affirmations are only powerful in repetition. So if you say, I am grateful on Monday and then wonder why you're miserable by Friday, <laughs> you haven't done it enough, okay? Because all day you're saying affirmations in your head. An affirmation is an I am statement about yourself or about life. So you're saying something about yourself to yourself or you're saying something about life just in your head, just the thoughts you have in your head. So you have affirmations in your head all day, but most of us have thoughts like, oh, they looked at me weird. Um, am I dressed weird today? I don't feel confident today. I don't know what to do. I hate working. Life is so hard. Money is so hard to hold on to. This are the thoughts we have. And you know what? They work pretty well at keeping you miserable, don't they? So yeah. you got to turn it around. You've got to change it. You have to be saying the positive affirmation 51% more than you're saying the negative one. So just notice your thoughts in your head all day. Have your awareness on. And when you notice the thought that you're like, whoa, I don't want that becoming a reality, straight away say a new one. I am good enough. <laughs> just straight away counterbalance it because you're building brain pathways with your beliefs. So it's up to you. Yeah. We get stuck in habits. So with affirmations, that's why I say to people, like have it playing. If you cannot commit to saying positive affirmations by yourself and you need something external, then find some music, find a podcast, find a YouTube video, just something that has constant positive affirmations or ones that you resonate with at least, ones that make you feel really good and have it on repeat. Just keep playing it 51% more than the negative ones. I always have music on in the car or some kind of podcast or something. I'll always make sure it's something positive so I know I'm fueling at least 30 minutes a day of positive affirmations into my mind, into my body, just refueling it. You become what you believe. You become what you say. So just be careful of what you're saying and what you're believing because whatever you find, whatever you believe, whatever you're saying, whatever you're doing, you will become that. Yeah. And if you don't want to become what you're saying, if you don't want to live what you're saying, then turn it around now. Definitely. Some people die miserable, right? Up to you. So affirmations are only powerful in repetition. You have to keep saying them again and again. Yeah, definitely. That's so important that you emphasize the importance of consistency because we have thought these thoughts negatively for so long. That's why we believe them. And then we expect, oh, one time we try a gratitude practice, one time we try meditation and we're like, well, oh, it doesn't work. It, it's just, it's crazy how people just expect to feel so different after doing it one time. Like it takes work. It's not going to be a quick fix like everyone wants it to be. But over time, truly believing that it is so powerful when you're able to do it again and again and again. And like then those negative thoughts will be the ones that you don't believe and the positive ones will start to outshine them. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We have to really watch what's going on in our heads and people are always looking for quick fixes and it's quite exciting when you see someone offering a quick fix if anyone offers you a quick fix they don't know the science or they yeah. just want your money okay you've got to look at them realistically this takes time but you basically have a choice you can either just not do anything because who could be bothered with something that takes so long or you can 
just start today. When you do positive affirmations for half an hour in the morning for the first time, you feel good. You know, maybe it doesn't hold all day, but it will start to. It'll start to leak into your day and it'll start to color your life. So yeah, your options, do nothing and feel the same way forever or do something. And it might take a little while. It might take a day. It might take a couple of weeks or a few months, but it will work. And for me, I'm going to choose the part that's going to feel better eventually. You know, hundred uh, percent. Thank you so so much for this conversation. It's been so helpful. And for anyone listening that is now inspired to make a change and help themselves to feel better, where can they find you? I'll link everything down below. But do you want to give a quick self plug on everything where everyone can listen more? <laughs> sure. So if you jump onto Instagram, it'll be Madison underscore Mindset. And everything that I do is on there. You can find the podcast from there. If you're curious about coaching or anything like that, you can send me a DM. I like to actually talk to people before we go and book stuff in. But yeah, super simple. Jump on Insta, jump on the podcast and you can email me as well. I can give you my email so you can chuck it down below as well. But yeah, that's it. Keep thank all you the amazing so work you do, by the way. It's beautiful. Thank, thank you. Me. Yeah. And thank you for everything. I know your podcast has helped me so much. So I'm so happy that I can have you on my podcast and hopefully spread your reach to more people and have them be able to hear your words as well. Thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll link everything down below. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and what you try out this week. DM me at the recalibrate.podcast Instagram. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night or week. I am so, so grateful for all of you for listening and for following along. And I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.